Amen. How's you doing tonight? Great. It's great to see you tonight. I just wanted to shout out to the balcony. How you doing up there? Just wave at me. All right. You, I see you. Great night. How many got wet on the way in? Let me see your hand real quick. Okay. I'm so sorry about that, right? We're going to get wet a little bit. That's just what happens. But so great to have you here tonight. And if you're watching online, just want to make a special welcome. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of the service tonight. Uh, if you were here at the very beginning of July, we began a series. I'm going to call it a two-part series, but I preached that night on Just Stand out of the book of Ephesians chapter 6. And so what I want to do to tonight is kind of just do a quick review in case you weren't here that night, and uh, we will move on from there. Is that all right? I guess it's going to have to be, right? Yes. All right. Well, hey, we talked about just stand, the importance of what it means to stand. And I went all the way back to the Old Testament in 2 Samuel chapter 22 and chapter 23. And what I talked about is this. How many remember reading about David's mighty men? Love that verse. I love those scriptures in there when it talks about it. And so David, he's honoring these men because they helped him establish the kingdom of God. Now it's awesome to see that David sees it necessary that he's going to honor these men that helped him out, but then he begins to give these descriptions of what they did. And many of us know in this room, Old Testament, I mean, they had some wars, some serious, fierce wars, but he calls out some of those guys, and one of those names is Joseph Bathsebeth. That's his name. Aren't you thankful tonight that your parents didn't name you that name? Let me just see your hand. Amen. We got two amens. I call him Bassman. It's just a lot easier. You see those words in there, and that's going to be okay. But his name means, there is a Lord. And when you know that there is a Lord that is fighting for you and not against you, that's a good thing. And so he is known for fighting and killing 800 men with his spear in one encounter. If you read on, it talks about this guy named Eleazar. Eleazar was fighting, and this is the interesting thing, when you begin to read the scripture, it talks about this, that Eleazar was so, I, I want to say, fierce that when he and David went to taunt the Philistines, everybody else ran away, but he never did. And so he is known for a man who stood and he fought, and he fought until his hand froze to the spear. Another man, Shema, he was one of David's three mighty men. He was also taunting the Philistines, but it says there in the scripture that he stood his ground, and when everybody else fled, he stood right there and he fought, and it says this in scripture, that he fought in a field and defended a field of lentils. Now everybody knows what we can say is he fought and stood in a, in a, a pea patch, right? Stay out of my pea patch. Now I'm telling you, I don't know about you, I don't like peas. Anybody like peas? I'm not a... Okay, well, I'm not in the right crowd. Sorry about this. Bear with me. Now, if he was standing in a field of collard greens, I could get on board. You know what I'm saying? I love how many collard green folks do we have here tonight? Yes. That makes sense to me, but not peas. But the whole thing is this, is he stood his ground. You know what? You and I are God's mighty soldiers in this life, living right now, and if you're living and breathing right now, you have a purpose. Let me try that one more time. You have a purpose. Amen. We all do. We have a purpose in life. And it doesn't matter how young we are, how old we are, all in between, we have a purpose. 
And so when we begin to stand and fight because we are up against a world that is bombarding us with advertisements and enticements and promotions and all of those things, there's got to be someone who will stand and say, I'm ready to stand. Nobody else is standing, but I'm going to stand. Amen? And that's you and I. We can't set back, warm the pews of the church. We've got to stand. And so he, we've been called to do that. So what I want to do is take you to Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to kind of set the stage again a little bit, and I'm going to read the armor of God, and we're going to get into a little bit more of what that means. Let me read. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. When we talked a a few weeks ago, we talked about this. We talked that you must get this armor and you must wear this armor. It is so important that you've got to get it. You've got to understand why it's in the word. It's not there to say, hey, this is great things going on, but it's for you and I. What it does is it gives us clear direction that when we have to stand, when we make a stand in this world with the bombardment of the culture and the world system, when we take that stand, great things happen, I believe. And when we do that, it's a clear direction for us. It's not an odd thing. It's a very clear direction. Now, let me explain to you tonight, what does it mean when we don't have clear direction? Well, let let me just share this story. Here's a story for you. It says, Reverend Clovis was the part-time pastor of the local Cajun church, and Pastor Otis was the minister of the Covenant Church across the road. It says they were both standing by the road, pounding a sign into the ground that read, The end is near. Turn yourself around now before it's too late. As the car sped past them, the driver leaned out the window at the pastors and he yelled with a fist up in the air and he said this, you religious nuts. And then he just looked at them. And all of a sudden, from where they were standing, those pastors, you could could hear the tires screeching and all of a sudden you heard this great big splash. And Pastor Clovis turns to Otis and asks, you think maybe we should have just say on the sign, bridge out? And so all of a sudden, they're getting a kick out of it. These guys are in, in danger, but here's, here's what I'm saying. Is the sign read, there was not real clear direction, right? They thought they were helping, but here's what I love about the Word. The Word always gives us some clear directions. And so it's up to us to obey that clear direction and step out in obedience. So the third key action that we've got to take in order to take a stand is we have to do this. Once you're getting it, wearing it, you've got to pray it. And what do I mean by praying it? In verse 18, it says this, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always be, keep on praying for all the saints. You see, the most obvious question in discussing the armor of God is sometimes this, How do I put on something that isn't real? How do we define real? What do we mean by unreal? It's, is it by what we see? Think about your faith. Is it real? Yes, it's real. Can you see your faith? Hebrews tells us this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. Faith. So how do I put this on? Well, I would say this. When you put the armor on, when you pray, 
What does it mean to pray? When you pray from top to bottom, you begin to put this armor on. And when I say the armor, you know what it is. It's the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. But when we do that, it may look a little funny in the morning when you're kind of going through the actions of, hey, I want to put the armor on. I want to make sure that I take the time to pray this thing on. Because you know that we're not going, I guess, to the closet and getting out all the gear and saying, oh, hey, I'm ready for the day. No, this is a spiritual battle. It talks about that in Ephesians. And so when we pray it on, what does that mean? It means this, is that you take that helmet of salvation. You go through the motions. Lord, I'm putting on the helmet of salvation because I'm praying today that you will protect my mind. That you will help me with my thoughts. That I'll think your thoughts, not my thoughts. I'll think God thoughts. I'll do everything and I want to do everything that pleases you, God. Protect me with this helmet of salvation. First thing. The second thing is this. You imagine that immense breastplate falling on you. You're putting it on and you're saying this. Lord, I choose to put on this breastplate of righteousness. I'm praying this, Lord. I want you to protect my emotions and I want you to protect my heart. Don't let me react out of my emotions, but Lord, let me respond in love. Let me respond in caring. Let me respond to the obstacles and the difficulties of this life in a way that you would want me to because I have the breastplate of righteousness on. The third thing you could do is this. You're going to strap on, and I love how some translations say this, the girdle of truth. Men, I know that does not sound very appealing as putting on a girdle. Men, have you ever? No, I won't ask that question. Never mind. But maybe we could say this, that we're putting on the belt of truth, not the girdle of truth. But when we put the girdle of truth on, the belt of truth, we're really saying this. It is the truth. Everything is going to anchor in on my life. The breastplate of righteousness all the year. Everything that I'm going through, I choose to put you at the very core of my life, Lord. Today, I'm going to walk in truth. I'm going to live truth. I'm going to testify to the truth. I'm going to believe this, that you are the way, that you are the truth, and you are the life. Because he is. And that's what he's called us to do. And when we walk in that, we'll understand that. So as we're putting this armor on, forth we consider your feet and pray, Lord, I choose to put on the sandals of peace. I choose to put on the flip-flops of peace. Whatever you want to say, but you better put something on, baby, right? Put it on and live it. So wherever your feet go, whatever you're doing that day, it doesn't matter if you're going to McDonald's, 7-Eleven, or wherever you're at, put it on. And let your feet take you to places and people and opportunities so that you can make a difference. So when you are praying through this, man, great things are happening in your life. The fifth thing you can do is this. Imagine that door-sized Roman shield, not a little Captain America shield. Come on now. It is a shield that is is massive, and you carry that. That way, when the fiery darts of this world and the things, the thoughts and all those that, you can guard your life because you have a shield of faith on. And finally, you just simply do this. You take the sword of the Spirit, right? Here's the sword of the Spirit. What is the sword of the Spirit? I know this. It is a weapon. It cuts deeply. I know this from just reading the Word of God. This Word right here, it is living and active. I don't know if you believe it, but let me tell you this. I believe it. I think it's sharper than any two-edged sword, and I believe that it is for us today. How about you? It is life. It is living. It's going to help us in everything and all that we do because why? It is the sword of truth. Now when you've got all this stuff on, when you prayed this on in the morning, now think about this. There's two more things that you need to do. Consider this. The soldier must always pray. 
Always pray. Listen to Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. It doesn't matter. Everything that you want to present, your finances, your relationships, your difficulties, your sickness, whatever it is, you present it to an almighty God. The soldier must pray in the Spirit, number two. Romans 8, it says this, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself, listen to this, intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. That's what the words, that's truth, that's life. That's what it means to put on the armor of God. To pray, to pray in the Spirit. What do I mean by that? I, I remember years and years ago, um, I, this is probably in the early 2000s. I have a brother that's 16 years younger than I am. Transparency, mom woke up, thought she was sick one day, had the flu. No, she had a kid. <laughs> kind of shocked them, shocked us, but here we go, we have a little brother. This little brother's grown up, cutest thing in the world, right? For the most part. So he's growing up, and I remember one day I was on staff with my dad as a youth pastor, and Kent, my brother, was very small, kind of growing up. I, I'm going to guess that he was probably around 10 to 12 years of age in there. And I remember that day watching a show on TV called ER. Don't know if you remember it, but you know it's all those emergency situations. And I remember this person on that show having a seizure and passing. Now, I, want just, I have to lay that groundwork right there. Later that day, myself, my wife, my two kids, my two kids loved their Uncle Kent. I mean, he would play with them and all that good stuff. And I remember us going in the car, traveling up to my sister's house about an hour and 15 minutes away from Arkansas to Missouri. And I remember just driving along. And I, my, my brother was always cracking jokes. He was always playing with my, my daughters. My daughters are probably four or five at, at that time. And I remember him making these noises in the back. And I'm thinking, man, he's just playing with my kids. Man, he's having a great time. And so I remember looking back. And looking at him, and he's having a seizure in the car. His head is leaned up against the side of the car as we're traveling, and I'm like, oh no. And, and get this, this is when you didn't have cell phones, you didn't have any of that. And so I remember where we didn't have, let me say that, I didn't have a cell phone. And so we stopped on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere, a few houses around, and I remember my wife saying, I'm going to the house right now to call the ambulance because he started seizing. We had no, I had never done this before. We had no history of this. And immediately when I got out, I could say this, I was probably scared, panicked, and all of a sudden I just began to pray in the spirit. Controllably but uncontrollably. Do you know what I'm talking about? And I remember just going back there, laying hands on him and just praying. I remember that someone stopped, came to the door. I don't remember if I stopped praying in tongues. I don't know if I kept going. I have no memory of it. And I think I do say, did say this. My wife's going to call somebody. And this lady sat there for a minute. She says, okay, just want to make sure everything is okay. We prayed and prayed. The ambulance came. And um, um, a little bit later, um, before the ambulance came, he kind of snapped out of it. And he's like, man, and he was just worn out. He's like, what happened? And I said, man, you've, you've had a seizure. We're going to take you by ambulance to the hospital. We, we don't know what's going on. Goes to the hospital, gets all these x-rays. And can I tell you this? He has never had a seizure from that day. Isn't that incredible? 
And here's what I want to believe. I want to believe that God healed him. I don't, and here's what I don't know. I don't know if it was just a one-time occurrence. Sometimes those things happen. But listen, I, I know this. I know, who to, I know who to run to in time of difficulties. I know the language that comes out of my mouth. When I have a need in my life, it is the Spirit of God that is coming out, right? I pray in the Spirit. Sometimes we don't hear enough of that. But we need to hear that. And so I remember depending on an almighty God in a difficult situation. I mean, living as a soldier up against whatever it may be. But here's the final key action that you must do. You must say it. We're going to get it. We're going to wear it. We're going to pray it. And we're going to say it. What does that mean? Verse 19 and 20. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. I've always heard a statement when I was growing up, and I remember going on a mission trip when I was in high school, and I remember one of my friends, his name was Matt, went to, we were going door to door, witnessing to people, and he went to this door, he knocked on a door, and he talked to this gentleman that was in a wheelchair. And he, he wasn't very open to the gospel or anything. And my friend gets a little bit way, uh, ways down the road. And he's like, you know what? I've got to go back and say something to that guy again. I said, you need to go back. So he went back. He opens the door. He walks in. He says, sir, I don't know why, but I felt like the Lord wanted me to come back. And he led that man to the Lord. And we began a discussion about, you know what? I wonder is 99.9% is obedience, 100% disobedience. Does that 0.1% make a difference in life? Have you ever been somewhere and, and all of a sudden, you don't know if it's your pizza, you don't know what is going on in your life, but all of a sudden you're, you like feel, I think I need to say something or do something. Most someone's yard, give them some money, whatever it may be, and you're like, what do I do? I learned a principle a long time ago. You, you may hear me say this all the time, but here's what I live by. I'd rather be wrong a thousand times than miss Jesus one time. You hear that? I'd rather be wrong a thousand times than miss him once. So if 0.1% doesn't matter, listen to this report that came out into, in the 90s. If 99.9% .9 is good enough, then this is what happened. Two million documents will be lost by the IRS. 22,000 checks will be deducted from the wrong bank account in the next 60 minutes. 12 babies will be given to the wrong parents each day. 268,500 tires will be shipped this year to the wrong place. 5,517,200 cases of soft drinks produced in the next 12 months will be flatter than a bad tire. Anybody ever got one of those sodas? Yep. 114,500 mismatched pairs of shoes will be shipped this year. And this is my favorite one, I think. 315 entries in Webster's third new international dictionary of English language will turn out to be misspelled. If 0.1% is good enough, I'm telling you, 0.1% makes a difference in our life. It makes a difference in your life, my life. 
I, I love when we, whenever you, you are up against the should I say something, should I do something, should I give something, I'm telling you, I would like for you to step out in faith. Say it. And you know what? Here's what happens. Man, the enemy get, begins to get on us and begins to whisper things in our lives, begins to say things about us, and we even begin to think, well, he's saying this to God. You're no good. You'll never make it. You're not good enough. And all of those things. You know what? Sometimes you just have to get out the word of God and just read it to the devil. Think about that. If you want to give the devil a, a nervous breakdown, just read the word to him. Try something, but do it. Step out in obedience. Give him what he deserves. Amen? Learn to read it. You can make a difference. We all can make a difference. And when we make a difference, know this. You need to be aware of that there is power within you. There is danger all around you, and there is a mission before you in life. What is that power within you? What is it? Well, we, have, we know this, that we have to be strong in the Lord and in his what? Mighty power. We have to depend everything that we walk through, everything that we do, we have to depend upon an almighty God. There's always going to be danger around us. There's not a day that we go out, anything that we do, that there's going to be something in front of us that's an obstacle, but how we choose to walk through that obstacle is really up to you and I. But we have to depend upon God. We have to depend upon what he's doing in our life and trust in him at all times. The mission before you. What is God speaking to you? What is he challenging you to do? The verse 13 says this. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, just to stand. And sometimes it helps. You don't know what to do. Just stand. Just be in the moment. Stand there. Allow God to work through you and in you. You see, here's what I believe. I think the highest privilege of all creation is to stand in the presence of an almighty God. Amen. To stand. To stand for him, to stand with him, and stand when it really, really counts in life. And that's through the difficult times. You know what? It's so easy to stand when everything's going great, when you got everybody around you. What's difficult is to stand when you feel like you're the only one going through it. And that's exactly what he calls us to do is to stand in those moments when he wants us to. You see, your schedule doesn't want you to let you stand here. doesn't want you to stand when it really makes sense. Work demands so much from you that you know what? It's hard to stand. Hell doesn't want you to stand against what's going on. You have got to stand. I believe this. You've got to stand despite the warfare that's going on. Stand despite the marriage things that you're going through. Stand despite the finances, despite the resistance, despite the weariness, the distress, the temptations, that at all points, at all given times, we've got to stand. And you know what? That's easier said than done. And you could even say this. Craig, you don't know my situation. Well, I can tell you, dear ma'am and dear sir, you may not know my situation either and things that I have walked through, but I know this. I believe and trust in the faithfulness of an almighty God because he is always faithful. He always has a plan. And I bet if we had time tonight, room tonight, we could go around this whole room and tell, you could say, I could say this, tell me about the faithfulness of God in your life. And every one of us could tell about the good times in our life and about the difficult times in our life. But you know what? The common denominator would be this. He's a faithful God. And so we're living that faithfulness out before the people around us, wherever we go, whatever we do. 
and showing them, helping them understand that we have a faithful, faithful God. Just remember this. I'm a soldier of the cross. There's a mission before me. And everything that I do, I want to stand and believe that God is doing the very best. And I know when I obey, when I trust in Him and believe in Him, He's doing great things. So think about what you're up against right now. What are you doing? How are you trying to overcome that? And can I simply say that sometimes it's not, it's not our battle. It's not your battle. As we begin to pray through it, we put on the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, and we all have those things to help us and guide us through those times in life. That's the greatest thing that we could ever do. It's trusting in an almighty God. Would you bow your head as the worship team comes? We're going to pray tonight, but I believe this, that maybe just that you're here tonight and you could say this, you know what, I need the Lord to work in my life in just a special way. And maybe tonight, here's what I was thinking about and praying about on this front row. Maybe it's not about necessarily you standing, but maybe you need to stand for someone who's going through something in life. You have a family member, you have know somebody that is just going through a hard, hard time, and you need to stand and believe with them and believe for them and be a rock in their life that they can trust in an almighty God and they can trust in you as well. So I'm asking right now, I'm going to pray. And at the end of my prayer, I'm going to ask you to do this, that if you need prayer, I just want you to stand right where you're at. At the end of my prayer, if you're standing for yourself, if you're standing for somebody else, I just want you to stand. And then what we're going to do, we're all going to worship together. So I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to ask you to stand. Lord, I am so grateful that you are a mighty God, that you speak to us. Your word is timely, and it's timeless. You speak to us right at the right moment. That we're going through something in life and all of a sudden we go to church or we're up and we, we hear someone speaking into our lives and it's the very words that we need to hear. Lord, I pray that tonight that we would see the benefit of putting on the armor of God to pray it into our life. Putting on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the feet fitted with readiness. God, wherever you spoke to us, I pray that we would be able to stand. And Lord, for some of us, we're standing for ourselves. We're saying, Lord, I need to stand. I'm showing you, God, I'm standing. Lord, for some of us, we're gonna stand for someone else. We're standing in for someone else. We're saying, Lord, I'm gonna lift up this person in prayer. I'm gonna believe for the best. And we're praying that even this week, God, that you would answer that prayer. Lord, we pray that there would be no fear in this house right now, that we would be able to stand if we need that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If that is you, would you just stand before an almighty God? We're going to recognize that tonight. Amen, amen. Just stand. It's symbolic of taking a stand and saying, Lord, I'm going to do this. I'm going to trust in you and I'm going to believe in you. Amen and amen. As Pastor Mark begins to sing, what we're going to do is we're going to sing this song together. We're going to believe together. You're going to hear the words of this song. I want you to declare it from your mouth. I want you to, I said say it tonight, but you're going to sing it tonight. 
And during this time of, as we worship an almighty God, listen, these altars are open. If you need prayer, if you need to come down, we need to connect with you. If you have a, 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 a really a need in your life, I want to encourage you to come down and get some prayer. But we're going to worship. Can we spend from just some moments tonight worshiping an almighty God? So I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave it all. I'll stand, my soul, Lord, to you surrendered all I am is yours, Lord. Say, I'll stand.
Amen. Don't we serve a great God? Let me encourage you this week as we give him just utmost praise and thanks for all that he has done. Amen. Keep praying, keep believing, and keep trusting. Each day you have to stand, right? You just don't stand once. You keep standing each day. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're walking through, know he's a faithful God. He's going to help you. I believe that. You know why I believe that? Because I've experienced that. I know his faithfulness. Amen. Let me pray for you as you go today. Lord, we are so thankful for your goodness. Thank you for this time here. Lord, that as you speak to us individually, not a group, but individually, God, you speak into our life. You help us. You give us strength. You give us hope and healing. God, continue to help us each day. Help us to pray the armor on tomorrow morning when we wake up as we trust and believe in you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Go in his grace. Go in his peace. We'll see you Sunday morning. But I first, but I fed this heart, oh.